Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Bollinger Motors. Longtime listeners may remember that Bollinger was one of the first EV startups that we started talking about back when we launched the program in 2017. From their humble beginnings in upstate New York to build an extremely practical and maintenance-free EV pickup and SUV to their move to Michigan and their evolution to a medium-duty EV truck manufacturer. Seven years. Seven years. Bollinger has evolved from its humble beginnings in upstate New York on a man's farm to Detroit to actually being bought 60% to raise additional capital by Mullen Automotive to finally basically uh, pivoting to an area where they felt they could compete, which is use their technology to build what we call a medium-duty EV truck. And it's no ordinary EV truck, what they are bringing to market. And it's directed directly at uh, fleets, private fleets, public fleets, not necessarily the public, is they're looking at what we call class four, class five, class six, medium duty trucks, and they're bringing a cab and a truck chassis, what uh, Detroit used to call a cutaway. Uh, but it's a, it's a truck chassis and a cab. Reason? Because it allows businesses to put pretty much any type of what they want to use it for, any type of what they call upfit from a state cab to maybe a box to whatever they need and be totally electric. Now, you would think at first blush that that wouldn't take a lot of engineering, but it does. With the majority of the engineering complete on Bollinger's first commercial product, remember seven years, a battery-powered class four chassis cab, final testing is underway and Bollinger's marketing team is about to hit the road to book orders ahead of the planned start production in the second quarter of next year. They invited a bunch of potential customers to uh, University of Michigan's uh, M-City, which is their sprawling complex that they use to evaluate autonomous vehicles. It was a great place to evaluate electric vehicles in a variety of controlled testing and environments. They haven't announced final pricing yet, and they can't sell directly to customers yet, but they literally already have customers who have reserved the first ones off the line, if that tells you anything. Now, Bollinger's plan right now is to pair up with existing new vehicle dealers that have fleet operations, that sell the fleets, which honestly is a pretty good idea because then they can be brand agnostic. You know, they don't have to necessarily be just Ford or just Chevy or just, you know, Dodge or whatever, or Ram. They theoretically could add these products to all those lineups. And they don't even have to be domestic. You could team up with foreign makes that may be reaching out, like maybe Mercedes-Benz, which has a commercial truck um, piece to it. So it really makes sense. What they were doing... Uh, and I believe it was p this past summer, is they were out there talking to, you know, and, and showing their wares. And it shows pictures of a state truck, a big box truck for final mile delivery kind of thing. And they've been basically showing a truck and letting automakers, suppliers, and research use to test self-driving vehicles in that same space. 
The company's immediate goal in getting noticed in the electric truck market is getting more crowded by the day. It is a challenge. Everybody's jumping in. Uh, you might have heard of Bright Drop. Bright Drop also participates participates in that segment and bright drop is the electric commercial truck venture of general motors so gm ain't taking no prisoners either and bright they've been delivering bright drop ev trucks uh fedex has got some gm's in process of ramping up there are others in the field there's a lot more names than you may realize in that segment but i think bollinger did it right um there be four chassis cap would actually qualify for a $40,000 rebate due to recent past legislation, the Inflation Reduction Act, as being a pure electric medium-duty truck. So right there, anybody looking at these already has $40,000 to the good to mitigate any difference in cost over replacing the same with a, you know, uh, internal combustion engine truck of the same weight and character. The reason why I said Bollinger did it right. Bollinger didn't spend the money to build an assembly plant and having to spend billions of dollars to bring this to market. And that has always been their goal since the day they started. We noted that they were not planning to build a plant. They were always going to contract manufacturing out. In this case, it's Roosh Enterprises of Allen Park, Michigan, who will assemble the before under contract. And then, yeah, these are the same people who put together uh, those... Uh, Fast, you know, you may have heard of the 700 horsepower uh, F-150 years ago that <laughs> went for $100,000. Yeah, Roosh did those. They did some specialty Mustangs. These folks know what to do. Now, from there, customers would take delivery and, of course, have the B4 chassis upfitted. Gets easier from there because there's a ton of upfitters out there and it wouldn't be that complicated. The B4 chassis can be used in a number of vehicles and they're already prepared if they sell more. The Roosh can manufacture. B4s can be made in Mishawaka. And if that sounds familiar, Mishawaka, Indiana, in a former AM General facility, which used to build the original H1 Hummer, both the retail part and the military one, that facility is now owned by Mullen Automotive that owns 60% of Bollinger. So they do have additional capacity should this thing take off. Again, guess what, though? They didn't have to build the plants. They didn't have to tool the plants, which allows them the option to be competitive because they're bringing the product and the technology to market without all the fixed overhead, without all the buried capital expenditures necessary to compete. And it allows them to grow uh, incrementally without having to be committed to a big fixed overhead, which in the early days would have bankrupted anybody trying to get a start. If you try to start a car company 30 years ago, regardless of how this stuff was powered, that would have been the old way of doing it. You would develop your product. You would buy your parts. You would uh, build a plant or buy a plant or outfit a plant. What Rivian did, what Tesla did. You have to have a lot of money for that. And the burn rate's ridiculous because you're still gambling that you will be able to sell at a level that will pay the fixed overhead and the variable cost, and at the end of the day, make a profit. Bollinger's kind of trued up this and leveled up without having to do that. So their chances of survival go up because they're not carrying the burden of all the costs that the average traditional vehicle maker had to invest back in the day. Another benefit of EVs. Another thing Bollinger did right 
most of the parts they that they're using in their vehicles are what they call off the shelf, meaning that the suppliers already make it, already have it. So how do they differentiate themselves? Software. Again, another advantage of EVs, how they decided to build their chassis, how they decide to program it to do what it does, all proprietary for a way less money. And because it's off the, uh, off the shelf parts, makes it less likely to get caught up in a supply chain snafu, meaning that these vehicles will be available and ready for delivery when business needs them, as opposed to specialty parts. Again, Rivian got caught like that uh, and had to make a change. We are the Tech Mobility Show. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Kent Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information.